The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right, man. We're in the studio again. What's going on? I don't know. I feel like deja vu a little bit. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm doing well, man. I'm uh, I'm happy. Uh, the I got to clean the leaves up. How you been doing with the <clears throat> Dude, I have not fucking had that shit even started. And You haven't I'm, done it once? Not once. And oh, I'm like good a little, for you. little stressed. I, feel I didn't like, notice it. I didn't. I, but it was I get hammered out. with leaves. Like the neighbor has none on his. Leg. They just blow to me. <laughs> Such a, I hate. I look over at his clean yard. I'm like fucker. I have to say, one of my favorite times of doing the landscaping, satisfying, is uh, the lines you get with the sweeper. Yeah, you, you yeah. have a sweeper, right? You get yeah. like great lines with the yeah. sweeper. Yeah, I don't like, like leaves. Professional. <laughs> I'm not a big leaf guy. I don't like them. I just <laughs> get them done. Anyway, before we get things rolling tonight, uh, I just want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you're new, this is our our second show. We have another show called The Gun Experiment, and uh, that is more of an interview show. This is more of a show where we bring back old friends and just chop it up with them. So anyway... Uh, check them both out. Hopefully you'll like them both. And Chopping It Up is sponsored by Target Sports USA. Head over to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment to get great ammo or to sign up for their ammo membership, which saves you 8% off and free shipping on all ammo orders, all for $95 a year, which we both happen to be members and we uh, use it all the time. Recently. So, yeah, recently we did. Uh, if you're Looking to support the show, uh, one way you can do that is join our mailing list. Go to thegunexperiment.com, get a little pop-up window, and you can join our mailing list to get informed of any new uh, episodes that are coming out, as well as any new information. And I want to get right into this thing, so we're going to introduce our guest co-host. Tonight's guest co-host is none other than the owner of Flatline Fiberco. Please welcome Chad Smith back to the gun experiment. How are we doing, Chad? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm doing awesome. I hope everything is good with you guys. Yeah, it is. We're happy to have you back, hanging out with us. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I so soon. Yeah, <laughs> I always, uh, <clears throat> I always like when you and I uh, get a chance to catch up and do a phone call. But it's been a while since we've actually had you formally on this show. So glad to glad to have you back. I, you know, I had a uh, chat. I had one of your slings with me uh, this past weekend on a hunt. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully it performed uh, as advertised. Yeah, it did really well. There was uh, uh, a couple times where I I uh, decided to go, you know, over the head with it and uh, carry it like across for a few for a few steps. And that was very right. com- It was nice. a little comfortable. Yeah, actually, I wanted yeah. to thank you because uh, you just sent me a new one for my hunting rifle. I actually haven't even mounted it on there yet, but I like the I like the padded, you know. Like, yeah, that's so what I have. If, if you're out there listening, Chad makes like a non-padded version and a padded version. We recommend the padded. I like the padded. That's that's my go-to. I like <laughs> yeah, the padded's nice. That's what kind of started it all was the uh, padded sling. It's 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 pretty unique compared to what is out there. You know, streamlined, not, not a whole lot of bulk, but a lot of comfort. You know, so. I'm glad that uh, that worked out for your hunting trip. Did you uh, did you see anything? Did you kill anything? I I did kill it. I did kill a deer. Oh man, yeah. We're nice. gonna, yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about hunting later on in the show for sure. Nice. Um, I actually wanted to just let everyone know if you are new to the show, uh, Chad and Flatline are actually a sponsor of our other show, and I might as well throw out here: Gun Experiment Ten is a discount for ten percent off. So, like I said, I recommend their slings, Keith. You like yeah. them, so get that discount for yourselves. Um, so we know the slings are good. We love the dumb pouches. What's on the horizon? What's new? 
Well, we have a, uh, a medical pouch coming out uh, uh, quarter one of next year. We're pretty excited about it. It's going to be, uh, I think it's uh, pretty innovative uh, and it's a unique solution to um, have uh, a medical pouch mounted on your belt or on your plate carrier or whatever kind of kit that you want. You could run it in your car, in your backpack, whatever. Um, but it's going to be a pretty unique solution that I think uh, the industry needs and I think people are going to really like. So we're super excited about that. We're working on refining some things and getting it tightened up. But uh, definitely quarter one of next year, you should be looking out for that. You're going to sell it both just just the pouch by itself and an option to like have it filled? Yes, yes, we're going to sell it empty, and they're going to we're going to offer a version that's going to that come with all the medical supplies inside of it: tourniquet, um, compression bandage, combat gauze, NPA gloves, all the good stuff the, that you need. The essentials. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know yes. it's it's funny because um, <clears throat> Keith and I for the longest time. We were like, we're, we got to get medical training. We got. We made was, a New Year's resolution. It was literally two New Year's resolutions. <laughs> yeah, two. And um, we finally took some training. Although I was thinking the other day, I'm like, I feel like I have to go back and refresh my brain a little bit on some of that stuff. Like, yeah, I, just need I to, actually mm-hmm. was thinking about just the last night. Definitely actually, have to. Yeah, yeah, you got to practice it. It's like a diminishing skill, like oh, shooting definitely. guns, right, Chad? For sure, for sure. And it's, it, you know, definitely can always take a class, a refresher class. That's for sure. But I also. I personally go through like the uh, uh, protocols in my head at March. I go through all that stuff in my head. Like, okay, this is what you would do. This is what you do. Um, just kind of, you know, you can exercise those kind of muscles in, in your brain while you're driving down the road. Yeah, um, I would agree. Well, you said Q1. So when you get it all figured out, give, uh, give Mike uh, the date and uh, we'll talk about it on the show. We'll yeah. let everybody know it's out. It's coming. For sure. And yeah, absolutely. I, I really I really have been mean to get uh, an IFAC. So, I mean, I yeah. would love to take a look at it. And, uh, you know, your stuff is always well built. And I, I want to just say this again. You know, one of the reasons why, you know, we work with you and we, we are glad to have you as a sponsor of the show is, uh, you know, you, you can make good products, but it's really the man behind the product, you know, and I, and I really mean this when I say like you back everything with your guarantee, you know, your, your word basically. And that's right. It's made in the U S and that's really from the moment we really met you. That was why we really liked, you know, being involved with your company because it's really the man behind the product. That's more important, you know? So anyway, I I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want, before we move on, I wanted to mention one other thing. Uh, Chad, you had upgraded that dump pouch. Um, you, it's it's a it's a different material now, correct? Well, we we have three different versions. We have the ripstop version. That's which the is one the Mike original. And, yeah, that's one Mike and I have. Then we have the Cordura version. It's the exact same size, same internal pockets. For those that don't know, how that it mounts is pretty cool. Molly panel. You can mount it below your mag pouch, so it rolls up nice and tight, stays out of the way. That's what makes ours unique. You can check it out on YouTube, Instagram, uh, the website, flatlinefabrico.com. It'll tell you all the details on why it's super unique. Uh, And then we have the mini dump pouch now, which has no internal pockets. It's a little bit shorter. It's a little bit more narrow. It's a minimalist style dump pouch um, that some guys, they just don't need such a large dump pouch. Um, So we decided to offer that. It's a little bit cheaper. Um, a little bit more economical to manufacture, so we we're off, able to offer it a little bit cheaper. But uh, yeah, I love our dump pouches, and I think the industry has received them very, very well. Definitely, uh, military, yeah. law enforcement, Definitely. civilians, everybody. 
I can't get enough yeah. good reviews from this. Mike things. and I both said, uh, we've said it to you before. Uh, that's probably the piece of our belt that we use the most, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's the piece that I didn't think I really needed as an asset. I was like, it's cool, but I don't need it. And it winds up being one of the things I use probably the most in in terms of, you know, uh, it just has so multifaceted, you know? So if you're out there and you're you're building a battle belt, you're building kit, um, and you're on the fence, trust me, it's definitely worth putting it on. It takes a very little space, especially the way Chad has it designed, and uh, you will use it, guaranteed. So, yeah. I, it's a great product and, uh, we're happy to run it on our, on our kit for sure. So thank you. you. Yeah. We're doing gun news. I was gonna say, we talk gear, let's talk some gun news. So I cannot, uh, have someone from Georgia on the show and not let Mm -hmm. them know exactly how terrible the Northeast (laughs) is. We're in New York, right? But like New Jersey is like a close, like maybe second or third in terms of horribleness. Is that a word? Right. Horribleness. It is now. It is now. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So <clears throat> there's this New Jersey assemblyman. I'm going to pull this this uh, clip up. The last thing I want to say to people, and some of my own Democrats have committed to me, uh, commented to me. This is Joe Danielson, uh, New Jersey assemblyman. And I love this comment he's about to make. Let's listen to this. This does nothing uh, to stop the illegal gun trade or the legal criminal wait did he just say that this bill doesn't do anything to stop the illegal gun trade that's what it sounded i sounded like it yeah okay legal, that's, what it, uh, that's what i heard uh possessions or criminal content you're right this doesn't it was never supposed to address that this is addressing the legal law-abiding responsible oh. citizens oh that's nice what it's designed to do oh okay joe thanks so you know, I have to be honest. I'm I'm I give him credit for yeah, but fucking putting it yeah. out there the he way he put it his is. dick on the table. Yeah, right? he just flapped it he out. He said there. we're just doing it this way, yeah. and I don't care. Well, I mean, our governor said that she wants to take more legal guns off the street. So I mean, they're <laughs> yeah, they're in lockstep. Yeah. Well, our governor says you know she doesn't need data to make decisions. <clears throat> Jesus, um, it, you know it's it's amazing. Uh, this one's really crazy because he, like you said, I mean, he's putting it out there. Uh, we're not trying to stop criminals. We're trying to actively stop law-abiding citizens from exercising their Second Amendment. And what's amazing to me about this is, I was thinking about this the other day, what is so wrong about having a gun? Forget about tyranny, forget about defending your family, forget all that stuff. What about just, I wanna go and do a three-gun competition. By the way, there's an Olympic sport that has guns in it, multiple actual right. Olympic sports, right? right. But mm-hmm. you can't do those things if you can't have guns and you can't practice those things if you can't we, shoot. We want to be protected by them. We we want to be protected by them. We just want to be protected by them under the government's control, right? Or under the police's control. <clears throat> anyway, I just thought that was bonkers. But Chad, I do not want you to think <laughs> that it is all bad. So <clears throat> Keith, do you want to talk about the preliminary sure injunction? Well, yeah, well, listen, listen. I, you know, for, for years... I felt like, man, living in New York, I am just like, like we're the worst. But now I kind of feel like we're like the tip of the spear a little bit. And with yes. all these lawsuits and with the uh, the Bruin case, we mm-hmm. really actually, I almost feel like New York gun owners are like kind of like heroes at this point because we're actually taking it to them a little well, bit. Well, we're only just starting to, <laughs> I don't even really want to, we wanted it to be that way, yeah. but it didn't quite turn out that way, obviously. But the good news is that, uh, well, first and foremost, Judge Sutterby, who I've I've mentioned on the show before, I I I should I you do called owe, him a chicken at one point. I called him a chicken. I do owe him <laughs> an apology. Uh, I think I was a little emotional, taking a little personal 
But you know, we both got a little drunk that night. By the way, <laughs> obviously, uh, uh, this is on air, so that's the reason why I'm I'm apologizing. Um, he, you know, this is why he's a federal judge, and I'm not. So a, a new case came uh, to uh, to his courtroom, and uh, regarding the same laws that uh, went into the Concealed Carry Improvement Act in in New York State, and the first time. He uh, kicked the case out. He got that same case again, and that time he ruled in its favor and put a temporary restraining order in. If everyone remembers, that only lasted a couple of days, and then it got appealed and removed back. Well, now a different case has come through, and this time Judge Sotheby has said, uh, I've already heard this once before. My opinion hasn't changed. You've already appealed it once. You can appeal it again, but my temporary restraining order goes into effect now. Uh, uh, correct, it, correction. Correction. It's not a temporary restraining order. Preliminary injunction. Preliminary injunction. Uh, so he went straight to it and uh, said, you can appeal if you want to, but it's right now. Now, if you appeal it, it's got to go to the Second Circuit. So now correct. now this is standing until it gets appealed to the Second. And at this time, I don't think that's happened, right? Do you know? No, I haven't heard about it. This has been a few days. Uh, <clears throat> I, I would assume there's a time period. I, I, don't, I don't know that much detail, I'm sure. Yeah. One of our listeners is uh, more, or we can get maybe Peter on the phone or uh, Josh, and we should probably do that. So, I mean, we're kind of talking politics here, and we're right after the, as of this recording, right after the midterms. And man, we are like, the red wave did not happen. Nope. And we, we didn't are, get, we got some things back. We didn't get everything back. Yep. And we're like kind of locked in, and it looks like it is going to come down to your state. Chad, it looks like Georgia is <laughs> going to be yeah. the, the right. So let's talk about yeah. that. I mean, by the time this comes out, which is going to be in a few days, I don't think they're going to have a runoff that quick. So we're looking at um, uh, Herschel Walker, you know, and I keep saying, you know, I wish he ran a better ran a campaign the way he ran the ball. Right. Um, but for sure, do you want to talk about this from a, uh, a Georgian point of view? Well, good dogs. Because uh, I don't know about you guys, but college football is really big in our state. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> Go Bulldogs! I think that's the only. I think that's the only reason that uh, Herschel has done so well in our state. Um, well, that that's good news for Herschel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, quite frankly, uh, he shouldn't be in that position. I agree. But uh, but um, you know, the guy that I voted for didn't uh, didn't make it in. Mm. But uh, but that's cool. But this go around, um, yeah, of course I voted for Herschel because he's a uh, he's a Republican. Yeah. Um, and I'm what I want to what I want to say with this, and I'm just gonna cut you off really quick. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, he is this, he's I think pretty flawed. Uh, but yeah, so so sure. is his opponent, big time. Absolutely. And what I would say in this case, I heard this the other day, and I said, you know what, that's really well put. Is you you got to vote for the policy, not the person. Mm-hmm. In this case, and I think one hundred percent, there is no. You're never, ever, every single time you vote, are you in a perfect scenario where the where the person is never, exactly who you want it to never, be? Right? Never. This is where the libertarians come out. I'm probably going to lose a listener or two over this, but I, whenever no. I'm on, whenever I'm on Reddit, like people are like, yeah, but he did this, and I'm like, uh, yeah, of course he's like a, he's not a great candidate. And first of all, no politician is like I feel like they're terrible. Never. They're all are, yeah. right, but it's like including the libertarians, and yeah, I I, I, I call myself a libertarian. But, um, you know, at the same time, I had to vote for policy. But, yeah, there, there's never the perfect candidate out there whatsoever. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Un- unfortunately, the Libertarian Party is full of a bunch of cuckoos as well. So, yeah. you know, what can you say about that? Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. you do you. So just the vibe. I mean, it, it's so close. Obviously, there's going to be a runoff, so it's got to be close. Um, do you think 
do you think he's he can win? Do you, what is your thoughts just from yeah, the pulse? I think he can win. I don't think I don't think uh, Warnock's going to get people out there a second time. I don't okay. think he's going to get the the voting base out there again. Um, man, if you look at the map, I mean it's 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 the city of Atlanta. You know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's that. I mean, that's the same. You with know, a, that's the, the same with the, us. You you look at New York after this election, and it, you got to like look for the blue, but. Yeah. It, it, right. It and it, 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 it drives me crazy because half of these people, you know, I say these people, you know, you can yeah, say that's yeah, derogatory tough. or whatever. I don't really give a shit, but, um, the, you know, I grew up here. This is my state. I love this state. Right. And the majority of the people that are moving here that are, are, are creating this, this, uh, you know, uh, this environment that we're in, in Georgia, um, they're not from here. They're from California, and a lot of them are from New York as well. Yeah. Um, you know what's but, interesting uh, is Florida is an interesting case because I, I know a lot of New Yorkers are moving to Florida, and mm-hmm. it's got more vote. Yeah, I mean they they did better. He did better this time, and yeah. he took every county. He took Miami Dade, which is crazy. Yep. Right? right. I mean, he ran think, the gamut. I think you guys sent the good ones to Florida. I I yeah. no, I really think you're right. You know? <laughs> the the, the three hundred thousand or so that. Uh, or uh, the Zeldin rant lost on when went to yeah. Florida. And it, if it's, it, right. you know, I could be wrong, but you know, Texas, there was all this talk about Texas turning purple, but it seemed to be more red this go around. I thought, yeah. well, I think, I think the country is fed up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're, we're, I think we're, the, and, and that's why we saw that with uh, our, uh, you know, electing our governor, governor Kemp, he handled, um, I, I can't say he handled COVID perfectly. I can't say that cause I was unhappy with some of the stuff that he did. But, um, you know, he opened up businesses and he opened up restaurants and he opened up the streets to people before anybody did. Yep. So, you know, he won by a landslide. Well, you know Stacey what I mean? Abrams is so flawed. It's like, you know, she's a lunatic. Yeah, she's bonkers. So it's like, you know, you're in a in a you're in a pretty red state. Right. I mean, I know like Atlanta can kind of swing it a little bit. But, yeah, it's getting it's getting a certain type of way, but um, they're yeah. not going to drive me away though. So <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're you're still pretty far south. I mean it's you know, uh, I think I think the gun rights though are still pretty solid though, right? The gun rights are very solid. We have a constitutional carry, constitutional carry, which um, you know that passed er, what earlier this year that yeah. that went into effect, and uh, I think I think that's freaking I, I can say fucking i guess now yeah. so yeah. that that's fucking silly um to be honest with you that, that's even a fucking thing yeah. like kiss my ass <laughs> i can do i can do whatever the hell i want it's back it's in the constitution you know what i mean like i don't give a shit you know what i mean like i'm not permits whatever like i don't why should that even be a thing that we had that had to be voted on yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. It's, it's ridiculous. I hear you saying that, and I'm like, you know what, man? But it's great. I know, I know you're je- you're jealous. Yeah, we're jealous. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, I mean, I say that I have a a weapons carry permit from the state of Georgia even before then, so I can't say that I was this big, you know, you know, uh, anarchist or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but, listen, well, uh, you know, listen, you you cannot. But let, it helps you, going out of state. It, that's what really helps, you know. Yeah. Um, you Most of the guys like, in Georgia aren't going to mess with you, but if you got a state, it's definitely helpful to have that. Yeah, so. Ch- Chad, you mentioned the other day. I think we were texting. Did you say? Do you hunt? Yeah. 
Yeah, you, absolutely. You do. Um, so Keith, you mentioned, you alluded to earlier, you just went on your very first hunting experience. I did. Um, I So I went out, this is funny, I went out and I bow hunt, Keith does not, He at this point he did his first gun hunt, and cool. I went and got what in this area is a big doe with the bow. I I, I took a awesome, about dude. a hundred. Awesome. It was a um, dressed weight was about 110 pounds. So it was dude, probably, probably about 150 pound doe, which is big. Oh, that's great. Right? That's great. And Keith goes up to like basically Canada. <laughs> it was it was basically. And Canada. he comes back with the biggest fucking doe I've ever. I'm like, this motherfucker had to outdo me on this. I'm like, who goes and gets a 200-pound doe? God damn it. Uh, I didn't really realize. I mean, I, I was I, a big animal. If, if it makes you feel any it better. It was a big animal. I, I passed up two smaller ones before I took that one. Wow. I did pass up a smaller one, too. <laughs> so in so in Georgia, a hundred and, you know, 40-pound, 30-pound, 130-pound, 140-pound doe is a big doe. 150-pound yeah, is... doe is really big. You know, yeah. like, um, you're talking... You get into the two hundreds. That's when that's a big Listen, buck. It's, it's cold, in Georgia. Up, it's cold up there, man. Canada, they gotta they gotta put up pack on them pounds. That the friggin' the uh, the hind quarter, man. That ass was like friggin' J Lo, man. That thing was big. But, so so Mike, let me ask you. Yeah. So did you did you process the meat or you took it somewhere and got it processed? So obviously I, I field dressed it right, and uh, which I uh, the Yeti made a joke about, he said that knife couldn't have been sharp. I think like he looked at the picture, it looked all jagged and it was actually a super <laughs> sharp knife, but right. uh, I'm not the world's best uh, skinner or field dresser. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of like a, a, do a hack job on it, but uh, yeah. I, I do enjoy processing the meat. Yeah. Like now that it's over, I'm like, man, I'm really glad I did that. But I mean, we were up when I, my dear, long story short, took a very long time for me to track. Um, it, it, I was a perfectly placed shot, but the angle that it left the deer, exited the deer, was not through both lungs. So it ran on one mm. lung uphill for of like a half a mile, and right. we couldn't <laughs> find it. And uh, I did not finish processing that full deer until about midnight that night. I was up, I was up wow. at five a.m. and I didn't stop doing deer work until midnight. And yeah, but we we process everything, we butcher everything, debone everything. Um, package it up. So, so have you heard of the hidden tenderloin, Mike? I I don't know what you're referring to. So the hidden tenderloin is in the hind quarter, right? Okay. And so if you flip it over to where the bone, you know that that knobby bone is yep. sticking you in the face, yeah. And you follow the muscle group, and you. So that's how I like to uh, process my deer is I follow the muscle groups and I break them apart slowly. You can almost pull it apart with your hands. Yeah. You work yeah, your knife slowly. It's like a satisfaction. And, you get that sound, right? Like that. that yeah. That, that, yeah. 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 So if you follow that, you you will find what looks like a tenderloin in that hind quarter. Really. Um, and it's and it's a beautiful piece of meat. It's layered under a couple roasts. Uh-huh. But um, if you watch, if you look it up on uh, YouTube, I will. Yeah, um, the hidden tenderloin. I think it's the uh, man. I can't remember if, uh, the guy's name. It's an older guy with glasses and gray hair, shaved head. Um, this this is the part of hunting that I love is like talking to people who have like learned yeah. different things because you know even since 
you know, you started really, you know, now Mike last few years and now I'm getting into it. Like we're both trying to now think about like what different ways to process it. Like even yeah. when we were doing it, you, you know, you were like, Oh, you know, I saw this on those, uh, what was that YouTube? The one? bearded butchers. I don't know if you know those guys, Chad, they're great. Um, they do, okay. they have some great videos on how to process, how to, how to different recipes. They do a thing called a, uh, venison bacon. Uh, it's a big, it's a long process, but basically you make a, a faux bacon. Uh, there's a, they have a lot of great stuff, but yeah, I mean the, the best part, like right before I went out for the first hunt, I only went out twice and I got it my deer the second time out. And, uh, <clears throat> right before I was up till midnight watching these bearded butchers because it gets me all amped up. Like, Oh, I'm going to make this, <laughs> I'm going to make that, you know? And I love yep. that. So, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I, it's uh, growingdeer.tv is the, uh, oh, the okay. YouTube channel. And that dude is awesome. I think his name's Grant. Okay. Um, but he'll show you where that hidden tenderloin is. Cool. And, you, you know, so there's two tenderloins, technically two tenderloins on a deer. So you'll get two on the more. inside, yeah, the inside tenderloins. Right, right, the inside tenderloins in the rib cage. You'll get those two. But, yeah, man, I, I'm with you. I really enjoy processing my own deer. Um, the last two that I killed, I did not. I took them to the processor, <laughs> and it was, um, you know, I, not you know, the same. I like I like steaks. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy steaks, and when I process my deer, the majority of it is steaks, roasts, and then all the trimmings I will grind. Yeah, yeah that's know, that's myself. pretty much the same exact thing that that we did. Um, so just grind and steaks and roasts, like yep. that's chops. Like there's guys on YouTube that'll show you how to make beautiful chops out of a deer. Yeah, I mean, it's do you uh, do you do any do you eat any of the organs? Um, I really really want to, um, but I have not. I, I really want to eat a deer heart. Yeah, um, I have. I've every eaten. time I've killed one, uh, it's always an afterthought. I'm like, shit. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've eaten pickled pickled deer heart. Uh, long story short, I had some younger cousins back at the hunting camp I used to hunt at. And they were like, we're going to pickle a deer's heart. And they did. And then we like went out drinking and we came back from a bar at <laughs> like one in the morning, oh like God. really like hammered. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm older. Like I'm in at this point, I was probably like early forties and they're like right. 20. How long had it been pickled? Oh, like, like the weekend they pickled it like oh that weekend. God. And I like, we came home like tanked from a bar. <laughs> I was like, give me that heart. I'll, just give me the heart. I'm going to eat the heart right now. Slice it up. And I just like, just like oh started eating the heart. Like cold or you? Cold. Or, just took no. it out of a jar. Just How caught it. How was um, that? How was that? Be at, honest with me. At that moment, it was great, but I couldn't <laughs> tell you sober. <laughs> you know. So I've all, I've wanted to, you know, if you watch the, there's the, uh, the guy on it, on Netflix, the uh, meat eater yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Steve Ranella. So yeah, yeah, exactly. He's awesome. But uh, he'll, he'll show you how to take the heart open it up, clean it out, and then slice it and grill it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, (laughs) I want, like, he, you know, he talks about it like it's just the most beautiful cut of the animal. And and every time, you know, at hunting camp when I was at a part of a club, everybody would just take all the organs. Like, some guys, I shit you not, some guys would just skin the deer, not even gut it, and they quarter it out. They take the back straps and they would they would leave the the tenderloins inside would, the inside ones. Yeah, oh. they would leave the inside tenderloins, and I would always no no no. I'll take them. They're like, well, you gut the son of a bitch, and I'm like, okay, fine, I don't care. Really? 
you know, whatever, I'll take them. You know, they're like, oh, they're only like, um, whatever. I'm going to grill them right now and eat them for dinner. Yeah, yeah. I, I, keep, I, keep it his right away. I, I mean, yeah, I ate one of the tenderloins right away. There, there's nothing better. Nothing better. You, you weren't eating the heart of the deer that I shot. I'll tell you that. Why? It, I, oh, you went through the heart. I went through the heart. Oh yeah, disintegrated. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I'm, I'm actually just going to like throw this out there. Oh no. Uh, and I saw something the other day from it was the atf have you seen this the atf lost guns i did see this did you see this chad what so no, i did not so the atf i have a, a link to this in the show notes for anybody that wants to read the whole article but i have a quote here so since september 2015 the atf has utilized the national disposal branch ndb formerly the national firearms and ammunition destruction NFAD branch to centralize and streamline the disposal process of forfeited and ATF owned firearms. So it makes sense. Yeah. Where is this place? And can we yeah. get there before they destroy them? <laughs> yeah. Where is that? <laughs> each year, where is the trailer each year, the ATF destroys thousands of firearms at the NDB. The U S justice department's inspector general noted that the department of justice office of the inspector general undertook this audit following the discovery that thousands of firearms Firearms, parts, and ammunition had been stolen from the NFAD <laughs> from 2016 to uh, 2020. So in three they, years. They weren't stolen. They were sent to another country. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. They, they're in Ukraine right now. <laughs> it's just, it's it's baffling to me that, you know, here we are. Is we're talking. Though? We got it. We, no. It? Well, what's baffling is we got a guy in Jersey saying legal gun owners shouldn't have guns, but the ATF can just lose oh, guns. The, the government can have them because yeah. we just lose them. Yeah. They, they can be as irresponsible as they want, just as long as you're not irresponsible or responsible. We don't even care. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just mind blowing. And really, the ATF, I know this is like something we, the rhetoric we say, but like they really need to get rid of them. I mean, it is just a shit show of an organization. Right, right. Of all the of all the alphabet boys, they are horrible. They're, well, they're. I can't say that they're um, they're the worst, but they most definitely because there's, you know, we got. Why is it near your We got heart, the right? NSA, and we got you know. Um, Any of those but, alphabet uh, alphabet uh, departments? Yeah, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. And with that said, man, I want to encourage anybody out there um, to arm yourself. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. Just arm yourself and protect your family. Yep. You know, worry about the worry about the outcome later. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't say it any more plain than to just arm yourself and and fuck all the bullshit. Protect your family. You yeah, know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, that, that, I that's agree. that's where you got to boil it down to. And listen, if you're gonna, if he said you got to boil, that's that's what it boils down to. But here's the deal: if you're gonna, and all right, so. We're doing the show. We get new listeners all the time. I don't know people's uh, experience. I don't know where they're coming from. I wish, I love when people reach out on Discord or they yeah. reach out, right? Yeah. I, I always encourage that. Well, but Let me check. I, I kind of told everyone out there that we were doing a show tonight. Let me see if anybody responded. And so I don't know where people come from, but I really worry about new gun owners because um, I feel like a lot of people get a gun and they just like put the gun up on the shelf and they're like, I'm a gun owner. And if you're going to do what Chad's saying, you really need to train, you know, and I'm not saying like, you don't need to be all gung ho and train twice a week, but get some basic training and then keep that up. you right. Like take a training course, you know, a few times a year even would be better than a lot of people do. Yes. Take, take, uh, multiple classes a year, two, two to four, I would say is a good number and take that information that you have learned in the class and then take it to your home range and practice 
and become proficient at those things that you learn in class. Take notes, take it home, and get better, and then follow that up with more classes the following year. But like you said, Mike, don't you know? There's no sense in taking 12 classes in a year. You know, take a few classes every year, process that information, and get better. Right? What What have you been up to lately in terms of training, Chad? Um. Well, the, you know, so I I go to the range a couple times a month and I get reps in, of course, and dry fire is super important. I can't sit here in, on a high horse and say that I, uh, I'm the, I'm the most diligent dry fire in the world. Cause I'm not, yeah. I'm flawed just I, like everybody else. I have a hard time. I go through, it. um, peaks and valleys. There's times where I'm like, I'm doing it once a week. And then there's yep. months where when, I go without doing it. When you, know? you do it, are you always using the mantis? No, not always. Sometimes I just, cause the mantis is really good. Uh, and it does give a lot of information, but it's so much information. So sometimes it's like, I just need to get the reps in. And if, you ever, if you're stopping and looking and you're doing drills, sometimes you just want to get those reps like we do, uh, like we talk about with OFT. So I not always, but it's a good sort of after X amount of time, put it on there and then get that data and see kind of like how you've improved. Yeah. If that makes more sense. For sure. Yeah. Do you use one of those, Chad? Yeah, I have uh, I have a Mantis for my uh, Glock 19, and then I have a Mantis uh, Blackbeard for my AR. Yeah, and I like I like those a lot for training, man. So um, we we have the Blackbeard, and we uh, TNE'd that when uh, we had Austin on the show many moons ago. And one of the feedbacks that I had given was that it's great, but I wish it talked to the Mantis, uh, and that you could get that data. And they just came out with the Blackbeard X, and now yes. now you can actually get that data for your AR. And I think we have one coming in any day now, and we're actually going to check that out. So I'm excited oh, to see awesome. that improvement. You know? Yeah, I really need I need I need to upgrade mine as well. Then, um, but yeah, I, I just got back from uh, a shooter symposium that was a couple weeks ago. We went out to Texas, took a road trip out to Texas, and it was. Uh, Three days, well, it was really four days, but three days of training, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I took a class with, uh, let's see, Friday was Jared Rustin and Dan Brokos, and that was a carbine class, um, which was really, really awesome. Uh, Saturday was a low-light um, handgun class with um, uh, John Dufresne and Aaron Cowan. Um, and Sunday was a uh, shooting on the move carbine class with Steve Fisher, uh, which he's been on the uh, on the show before. But Steve is awesome, um, and that's where I well, I actually was in a class um, with the OFT guys on Friday and on Sunday. I was bringing that up, so I don't think Keith even knows this. So no. he went to Shooter Symposium, which when we had Steve Fisher on, oh, that's where remember he was going. He was going yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chad was there. This, wait till you hear this. This is crazy. So we had Steve here. Yep. Steve was like, I'm going to Shooter Symposium. Yep. Chad was there. Yep. We went to Target Sports to give away a truck. We went to go give away a truck that Chad, that uh, that Steve, Steve would have won, yep. and he didn't win. And the guy who replaced him <laughs> did win. Yeah. And so while all this was happening... Uh, onsite firearms was down at the symposium and chad was shooting with ben oh that's and all those guys isn't that weird yeah Yeah, so we actually literally just took a class with those guys last night 
it, they do a uh, weekly. It's weekly, right? Yeah, weekly. Weekly yeah. skill builder class. It costs forty bucks. Forty bucks. It's three hours long. You go down, and they basically run you through like the basics. And I say the basics. It's not like you know. There are drills, but it's it's really like a fundamental built you know like building course. Or sometimes you know like we're talking about Chad, like you're saying, you go a couple times a month, and you you just need someone to kind of put you through uh, a set, like you know, like a, a workout. Yeah, and and that's really that's a good way to describe it. What right? I like about those guys uh, at Onsite is they have really changed my mindset of. And they said it last night, almost for verbatim, that 14 yards is the minimum. That's like, yeah, that's your starting yards, yeah. point. You know, 15 yeah. yards. That's that's for where sure. you need to be. And then With when anything. you move in, anything's easier, right? Yeah. It's Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I trained with Ben and Rachel, um, yep. right? And uh, both of them were great, great people. It was great training alongside of them. Did Ben bust and, your uh, balls like he bust Mike and I, or is it just us? No, no, because we don't really know each other that well. Uh, so that doesn't stop. Uh, you know, him. It doesn't usually there, stop him. Yeah. yeah. Wait, can you there tell was, me? Can you tell me how does he feel about uh, tourniquets? Uh, uh, ben loves fucking tourniquets. <laughs> he, ben had probably All right, five we're tourniquets. We're talking about he the had, same Ben. Wait, listen to this. Yep. Yeah, how he how like, many? He had like five. There was one. <laughs> there was probably one or two on his rifle. I know for sure there was one on his rifle. There was one, one on, on his, his shoulder. Ankle. There was one on his waist. There was, I mean, they were all over. Um, but good for him, man. He yeah. and at the end of the class, he, he he's probably got he, one tucked down his pants. Yeah, at the end of the class, man, <laughs> he he straight up told everybody, you know, like uh, seek medical training, and he was a big proponent for medical. Um, Rachel performed her ass off, and she kicked a lot of dudes' ass She's out there. She's a good shooter. Yeah, and we were we were training alongside. Um, you know, military and SWAT, like active SWAT people, active military people. And uh, she was working her ass off and she was shooting her ass off. And so I give a lot of props to both of them for going out there, putting themselves out there like that. And, um, you know, that it, they, they were there to get better, you know, and that's what everybody's out there for. But uh, they definitely are checked egos at the door, you know, even yeah. though they're firearms instructors. Um, they checked egos and they went out there and worked and they, you know, they did well. It was I'm awesome. happy to hear you say that, you know, um, you know, they're a sponsor of our show and we say things like that too. So, you know, you saying it and, and I'm not saying it because they are a sponsor. I am truly saying this. I like shooting with all the guys, yeah, you know, like for sure. any of the guys that they're, they're regulars, even like that are on our You're not side. talking about the instructors. You're talking about the other. I'm shooters. talking about the instructors and the other shooters. Yeah. Like, you know, last night it, it, it was a good group of guys yeah. and, you know, that's awesome. Um, you know, there, even one guy kind of, you know, kind of was trying to make sure I was staying safe. I went to reach for my mag, you know, uh, that was just over the line of shooting. And, and, you know, he, he was just trying to keep everyone safe, but from a good place, from a good place, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, the one thing that I remember when we interviewed Ben was, and man, if he's listening, he, his head is just gonna be gigantic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway, calm, calm down, Ben, calm yeah. down. But I, I want to say this, when we had him on the show, I remember asking him a question and I said something along the lines of like, what courses would you recommend people take? And he said, take the beginner's class. And then maybe take like, you know, X, Y, Z class and then take the beginner's class again. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't know, man, that seemed, and you know what? Like, but look what he's doing. He's going to symposium and he's doing the same thing. And he's trained under like some of the best people out there. 
but he's still going down and he's still taking those to stay fresh and stay up. So the man does practice what he preaches. And I, I do have to say, I, I respect him for that because a lot of guys talk the talk, but they don't do it. Right. He shoots every drill we shoot and he kills it. Kills it. God, I hate that. For sure. And that, you, I hope you know, he never hears this. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Ben. Um, but, He'll tell no, us but, it's because our guns are too small. Then. No, but, but for, for real though, I mean, that's something that I have learned over the past couple of years that, um, even though it might be a carbine one or a pistol one class, quote unquote beginner class, um, it is so easy to get humbled at one of those classes. Wow. One of the last classes that I took with uh, Scott Jedlinski, there was a kid there, and I say kid, he he probably wasn't much younger than I am. I'm 36. He, I mean, he was probably in his 20s, right? But it was the first formal class he had ever taken, right? And he performed his ass off i can <laughs> yeah. say that he probably shot better than me for like and i'm not saying that i'm the best but like i've taken a lot of classes and i've trained quite a bit right but he performed his ass off and it was his very he admitted at the end of the class it was his very first formal class he learned everything that he knows currently from the internet wow yeah and he just dry fired his ass off that's a huge. That's a huge thing, man. Yeah, people you underestimate. Drive. I mean, we we were talking about it earlier. We underestimated ourselves. And I mean, I do too. I was saying, Keith, um, we're getting this uh, Blackbeard X in, and you know, winters winters coming, and you know, in New York, it gets cold. It's like you know, you start getting cabin we, we're fever. Sort of, we have, we're a little spoiled. Our club is nice. We got to. Yeah, no, but what I what I was saying to Keith is, we have these tools, these dry fire tools. I said we should like make a, a, a concerted effort to be like, hey, we're going to get together and we're going to set up some indoor dry fire kind of things to keep each other accountable. And yeah, you know, I, can wear my snow, I can wear my snow you know boots up do? to the house. You know what I would recommend? What you should do? What's that? If you haven't already done it, is create a gun experiment group on Mantis. Oh, that's a And good then idea. we can all challenge each other yeah, on, a week, on a weekly basis. That's why we have you on the that's show. That's a great yeah. idea. And, yes. and we can challenge each other to who gets the first, best dry fire and the most dry fire Write that down. First week. time, first time of the show tonight, I'm writing something down. Nice. That was a, that's then, an excellent suggestion. We'll put it in Discord. We'll put it, we'll, we'll mention it on the air and we'll uh, not, not, it. not super expensive. Um, it's a great product. We can just start with the, we can just start with the pistol um, yeah, no, you know, I like that. It. Would be awesome. That is, that's a great a idea. A little bit of accountability there. It'd be a competition that'll fire us yep. up. I really yeah, like that. And I'll, idea. How about I'll throw in some prizes for you know, Ooh. like the first quarter or something like. Oh the, the, man! All right, you you're talking. I mean? All right, I like it. All so, right. all right, I'm gonna put a pin in that. We are definitely gonna get that started. Uh, man, that's a really good idea. I'm going to announce it on Discord right now. Awesome. Cool. Uh, while you do that, um, so I want to get into one last thing before we wrap this thing up. So I want to talk about, and Keith, you, this is actually a good time for you to leave the room because- oh, um, It's going to get me going. Yeah, it's going to get you going. Oh, boy. It's social media. Oh, no. You hate it. but <sighs> Actually, I think, oh, wait, I, I actually saw this on the outline. I'm excited about this. Okay, cool. I, I, I like this. Okay. So this is, uh, I want to talk about Elon's takeover of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Right? So, Keith, you actually had said it's something awesome. the other day, and you sent it to me, it's and chaos. I, had to, I had to put it in here. So, Keith sends me this, that uh, AOC, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, if you haven't seen this, she wrote, <laughs> you do it, Keith. Go I can't ahead. do it. What do you, you want? You, you, you want to read it? Her quote, yeah, go ahead. L- 
L. <laughs> I have to read it like how I would really lead it. Read it, which is uh, L M A O at a billionaire earnestly trying to sell people on the idea that free speech is actually a USD eight divided by M O subscription plan. <laughs> eight dollar a month. Oh my god! And Jesus. Uh, and Musk, of course, replied, uh, uh, "Feedback appreciated. Now pay eight dollars." <laughs> Oh, my God. What I love about this is that after this happened, have you heard about what happened just like yesterday or today, a couple days ago? So a kid paid $8 and impersonated an NFL um, commentary, and it went viral. People thought it was him. But this isn't good. So what what the other side is saying is before, you had to get actually verified that you are. And so by doing this, a kid is able to basically tweet like they're the real person, and Correct. that's a problem. Correct. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's is it worth eight to eight bucks to impersonate someone? But it is flipping it on, on its head, and now there's a reason to have something else beyond verified, right? Like maybe. Well, ver- so I, I have a couple things on this. So first off, I don't like the idea that you can just pay eight bucks and be be LeBron James. Like, that shouldn't happen. Correct. Only LeBron should be LeBron. Only Mike from the Gun Experiment should be Mike from the Gun if, Experiment. If you want to be verified and you are verified, it'll cost you $8. I'm okay with paying it. Because right. it used to be only the but elites have, could be verified. Correct. But I want to make sure that someone isn't taking my Twitter handle right. and saying they're So me. basically, what I think you're saying is, you're okay with paying eight dollars, one hundred percent. But you need to verify pat- the verify. Correct. Yes. You got to verify. And it, I think and then, I'm then hoping there. that that starts to iron out, and that that I'm is sure what that it will. is. Because sure I, I would pay eight bucks a month to be able to say, I want you to know that this is me from the gun experiment, but I don't want someone else to take that. Right. That, yeah. That's not. Verified. Well, that's what I think he's thinking about, and I think I think that was it a bad rollout. You think he just rolled it? Up no, no, it? no. I think it's very smart because I think people want what you just said. But why? But but why did he roll it out in such a way that a kid was able to become an NFL oh, player? I, I you for know that reason. Yeah, that that because you, I agree you, with you know how many the chaos you know how is many, good. You know how many people are now going to rush? Like now we're going to hang up and I'm going to go do the same damn yeah, thing. Yeah, and you he's going to make like, and he's going to this is going to happen tens of hundreds of thousands of times. He's going to well, make billions bucks. of dollars. Yeah, and it's also getting free press. Oh yeah, and then he'll rein it in. Yep, and then he'll rein it and in. And then he'll rein it in. Right. I so, thought this was really funny. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. So Biden boasted that social security increases uh, happened, and yep. he was kind of bragging about it. Yep. And oh, yeah. he got fact-checked, yeah. <laughs> which was great. But then, ironically, <laughs> this is great, Elon was fact-checked after saying Twitter experienced a massive drop in revenue um, and attributed to he was attributed to activist groups pressuring advertisers to leave the platform he got right. fact checked so the the platform actually fact checked elon which i think was like ironic well, and good like yeah, that's awesome time, listen that's it should hilarious. be the same rules it should yeah. be the same rules for everybody of course um did you see i think it was uh i think it was the times got uh, suspended no yeah yeah like, i i should google it well, real someone quick. else got suspended too who else got suspended um look that up keith well, so uh, one thing I would I, I want to where I I brought this up not to talk about social media because I know it does actually drive Keith. It crazy. drives me nuts, but this is good. This is like I love the collapse of it. I like you know the like- collapse <laughs> of it, and also the fact that I, I know the other side's minds are exploding because I truly do think he wants it to be an open forum where everybody has a voice and not just people who are on one side of the conversation. Right? I think that I that's a it. good thing. So I love it. My question is this, and Chad, I'm glad we have you on. Uh, 
is this going to be a viable option for the gun community? Like, I'm not a big Twitter, like, I don't have a big following, I don't really use it, but if he's going to allow open conversation and not uh, stifle it, is this maybe the platform we should be pumping our energy into instead of Instagram and Facebook? No, absolutely. And I, and I hope he continues to expand it. And, and I know that that is his plan. Um, I'm super excited about it. I think it's fucking awesome. I love Elon Musk, regardless of him being uh, an oddball individual. And I liked I him when he was I, more on the other side, too. I, I, I've I, always liked I, him. I like him. I just like him. I think he's, I think he's a freaking genius. And uh, I love what he's doing with Twitter, and uh, and and he's he's awesome. I love it. I think it's I think it's fantastic, and I'm most definitely going to be utilizing it a lot more. I was gonna say, are you are you on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're on Twitter. Flatline Fiber Co is on Twitter. I, I do want um, to formally back line. We're not active though. Back, back up a little bit. I I cannot confirm it was the New York Times. I don't know what news agency it was, but there was a news agency that was definitely suspended for a period of. Of okay. And I, I want, I'm glad you said that. I want to say that, um, it was the post. Oh, it was the post. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. It probably was when, uh, when Trump was banned from Twitter, I, right. I thought that that was wrong. I, I really yeah, sure did. Right. And so I'm not for that. Um, maybe a temporary, you know, if you say something, else, but like, I don't think that you should be stifling speech and people will say, well, it's a private platform and you know, you can, they can sure. do that. But here's the thing. And I've said this before. We'll use uh, Facebook as an example, right? <clears throat> yes, it is a private company, but you have created yourself into something so large that you're mm -hmm. not you're you are now a media source. Let's call it what it is, right? Yes, I mean they did it with all the fact checking that they did during the election, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Newspapers, right? Like those are private companies, but like you still have to. There's still free speech there. Right. So now because the free speech is in the hands of the people, they want to stifle that and they want to stop that. And I think that, yes, you're a private company, but as long as you are in the media space. If they had le left it at that, if they had left it at a public place where people are making public comments, it would be fine. But they started shifting these public comments as if they were true news and as if they were what yes. is happening. And then it became this shifting of public comments to sharing of all of these comments. Or, yeah. And, and it, it just blossomed into this thing that is. It's a cesspool of misinformation and craziness because, on both fucking sides. Because what they the do is they mm -hmm. they create an echo chamber, right? They only mm -hmm. the al algorithm funnels what you want to hear, yeah. and things that are going to rile you up or things that are going to make you feel like, yeah, my my thought is right on this. And then what it does is it makes you have a false sense of gives you blinders. Yes, it's exactly what it does. So we are basically uh, we are close to an hour here, Chad. I'm going to give you the final word on this. Thank God. <laughs> yeah i i have a love-hate relationship with social media if it wasn't for uh instagram i will say that my business <clears throat> would not be where it is today um Fair with enough. that said facebook fights us tooth and nail every single day for the ads that we run and we do not violate any of their policies we do not sell firearms on their platform we do not violate their policies whatsoever but they constantly cancel and ban our ads so i hope that elon musk continues driving um being the driving force for freedom when it comes to speech and social media platforms and i hope that he comes out with something else uh to follow awesome i love it 
All right. I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And a very special thanks to Chad for hanging out and chopping it up with us. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.